Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. I feel left out. <laughs> Usually when I get here, Macy's, um, you know, all over me wanting to pay. She's now, like now a, we have a guest today, so yeah. Well, she's like a toddler, I think, or a teenager. She doesn't really like to get up this early. So, so Macy's over there hanging out with our our mayor of Greensboro, Mayor Nancy Vaughn. Hey, Nancy, how are you today? I'm good. Good morning. Nice to be here. She put on her nice collar too for the mayor. <laughs> she's got on her special collar today. Did good you say you chair. you do some real estate too? I do. Um, Lately, things have been um, pretty busy outside of real estate, so I haven't been as active as I'd like to. I can't imagine why. I mean, you are a politician, right? So. <laughs> well, we prefer elected I'm, official. I'm sorry. Yes. You're already elected, so you're an elected <laughs> well, official. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think politician's the word to describe Nancy. No, it isn't. <laughs> elected official. I, yeah, I guess, I guess politician could be seen as a negative term, too, yeah. right? She's a popular mayor, that I'll be honest. I've got so many good friends and colleagues. Well, you're, you've been well-liked since you won. Well, thank time. you. How many times have you won? Um, so I have won three times. How many can you have in Greensboro? There are no term limits. Okay. What's the longest someone's been mayor in Greensboro? I'm not sure. I, oh. think it, I think it may have been 10 years. You're listening to Melissa Unscripted, the show that brings you tips, tales, and the truth about the real estate world. I'm your host, Dave Wilson, and with me always is the woman who's not running for mayor anytime soon, Melissa Greer. Nancy, I'm glad you're on the show this morning because I was on Facebook yesterday, and it, I was on the, the Greensboro um, Facebook page, and it's, where the, it's like a community page where everybody can talk, and there was a woman from Tampa whose husband just got relocated to Greensboro. And they haven't moved yet, but she was on that thread going, you know, oh my God, I'm moving to Greensboro. I don't know anything about it. Please sell your city to me. You know, tell me why I'm going to enjoy moving from Tampa to Greensboro or why you love Greensboro. So it's a, it's a great convenience that you're here today to talk yeah. about right. that. Cause and, and we've talked about that a lot on have. the mm-hmm. podcast, but I would love to hear what your answer would be to that. Well, because you, you know, and what a great help. thing for her to do to come on and ask that kind of question because we do have so many great community assets here in Greensboro. And, you know, we're just getting ready to finish the Greenway after um, more than 10 years of construction. And that's a great thing. Um, We're going to have the Battleground Parks District. You know, and of course, all of these things are without COVID. You know, we've got the wonderful Tanger Center, the Coliseum, which has world-class acts, um, Piedmont Hall, the wonderful Greensboro uh, Science Center, the carousel that was just finished. Now, that, what is that? Because I don't have kids right now. <laughs> we never know what will happen in the future. <laughs> but, but a lot of my friends who, who are mothers and fathers, that's a big deal. What is that carousel? It, it is just a beautiful carousel that is out at the Science Center and... It is okay. stunningly gorgeous. Can Dave and I get on it and ride it? Um, I believe you could, yes. Oh, I got to go to the Science Center uh, two weeks ago. Did I, you see the carousel? It, I did not. It was, they were, they had it blocked off. It's not open yet. It just but, opened last week. 
But they have a thing there called Sky Wild. Oh, see, and that is a wonderful thing. So my son turned 13, and, you know, we can't really have a party because of COVID. We can't have kids over, so we decided to go there. It's a ropes obstacle course. Have you Mm -hmm. done that before? I'm not there. Have you done one, Nancy? I did. I did the one at the Science Center. I did the beginner course. Was it how high do you get up? You don't get the beginner course doesn't get up that high, Mm -mm. but there are a bunch of different levels. We did every one. Did you? Well, yes. I have two rambunctious boys. So I had to keep yeah. up with them, you know. I couldn't let them down. That's wild. <laughs> I did one one time, and it was really high. And I, it's, I'm not afraid of heights, but it made me a little uncomfortable. I might go do that. I like to test my discomfort. So. <laughs> well, it is. It's kind of. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of strength too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of you get a workout doing it because really it, there are obstacles you have to go. It's not just about going high, right? And and doing zip lines. It is about. Like looking at the obstacle, figuring out how to do it, doing it without falling, which you don't fall anywhere. The road holds you. In now, place, see, I but. learned something. I didn't even know that was out there. Yeah, I have to go. Yeah. It, it is. It's a. Um, it's a lot of fun, and you're you are you're harnessed in, and you've got the helmet, and so there there's really no place that you can fall. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting to me. I mean, just what you mentioned to have that much in a city of our size. What's our population? About 285,000. So think of what you just said. We have a new theater coming with the Broadway mm-hmm. season. And, and you told before we started the podcast, we were talking about that. How quickly did that sell? I mean, was that a bit significant, the Broadway season? For it was. We, we sold over 16,000 Broadway packages before Tanger opened, which was the largest Broadway package sellout to any new theater opening. Wow. Um, nationally? Like, yes, like, nationally. Isn't that amazing? Little, see, Greensboro, I always say it's a well-kept secret because we, we have, it feels like you live in a small town, but we have everything a bigger city has to offer, but just in a great you know, quality of life. And that's just amazing to me. Well, and you see the, the new office building going up by, at the ballpark, and we still mm-hmm. call it Project Slugger. <laughs> yeah. And that is a, it's a gorgeous building. It looks, and it's, and it's moving up fast. It is, it is. And then the um, additional development that's going to go up around the ballpark mm-hmm. and south of the ballpark that um, Roy Carroll has planned to build and additional development downtown and just throughout the city. It really is growing. We are going to approve, I believe, a 10-year affordable housing um, program, which is a really deep commitment to affordable housing. We do have a down payment assistant plan, assistance plan, um, which we call workforce housing. So, you know, teachers, firefighters, policemen, they can get a down payment assistance for up to $10,000 which is forgivable over five years because we want people to live in the city. We want to turn renters into um, homeowners. So if you are paying over $800 in rent, chances are that you should be a homeowner. And this is a program that the city has. So it it is forgivable over five years because we really want people to be homeowners. We're really taking a look at our housing stock and to Mm -hmm. make sure that we have adequate housing stock that people in our city have safe, affordable housing. Oh, that's awesome. We're waiting on approval on one of those loans to get something closed right now. (laughs) So, (laughs) Well, I need to, so what does that mean? Because my wife's a teacher. 
So how would that affect us? You would have to go into retirement. Yeah, you would have to because it is it is combined income. Yeah. Um, it's for okay. it is for people. It's that whole affordable yes. housing. So when we okay, let's say we were first buying, we were buying our first, first house. First time she was a teacher, and I was just out into the field and you know making probably less than a teacher when I first right. started. So it, it depends on what the family income is and the price of the home, mm-hmm. um, and then. Uh, you know, we, we have people go through a class, and if they qualify, and most people do after going through the class, the city um, helps with the down payment, um, or they can help with um, new construction and help um, buy down that new construction. And then if you live in the house, you have to live in the house. You can't rent the house to somebody else. But if you live in it, it gets forgiven 20% a year. So over five years, that down payment can be completely forgiven. Wow. It, it's awesome. So, it's a, We've had that program or similar ones in the city before, but Nancy helped me. Remember a couple of years ago on New Year's yeah, Eve? Yeah, that's right. We were trying to close one on New Year's Eve. And it, it does take a minute once it gets, because there's, and if I'm not mistaken, most lenders can do this. It's yes. not just, there's no, if, as long as you're approved to do other loans like FHA, VA, conventional, you can do this loan, but you get, there's another layer of it that gets them this down payment assistance. And you go to closing and literally these buyers get money back sometimes because they put down a deposit. So how do you, as a realtor, how do you find out about these kind of... Well, I mean, on podcast, on, on Melissa Unscripted. <laughs> right, but people, but people outside, a, you know, realtors outside and, of And buyers as well can find that out yeah. on Melissa Unscripted. <laughs> but, but no, and, well, Nancy, well, don't y'all do a good job? I mean, there's a lot, I mean, we get at our office a lot of information. About and community that. housing solutions. Yeah. Um, they help. They help us run the program. So if you're a realtor, is this something you learn in school how to find this stuff? Or is this something like, how do you find that as a, let's say your realtor who's listening to this podcast. You have to be a good realtor. Right. Well, I think. how do they find that? I think what what I always feel like is you can't ever think you know everything as we've discussed. And so to keep, to keep your, your relevancy as a realtor, there's always going to be a new program or something and it's our jobs, and you know Nancy's a realtor as well. It's our jobs to really, you know, be knowledgeable about anything that would help our clients and every loan program that we can. So a lot of times, you know, we get information at our sales meetings or whatever, or through through emails. Or I always try and subscribe to different. You know, now you know I do get emails from News and Record and Greensboro because you want to know those things coming on. But I think a realtor's got to be educated on that as well. And then do you go around and, um, or anybody from your staff go around and go to the different um, realty companies and talk about it? Or did you have like a press release? Like how did you get that information out to the realtors in the area? We, we go to the GRRA mm-hmm. and we, we talk to all the realtors about it. And then we go to the home buyers and we let them know what's available. And so we do quite a few press releases and... Um, we try to do the outreach to the end user to let them know what's available because it's really important. We think it leads to neighborhood stabilization um, when people actually own their own homes. They take more pride in it. Mm-hmm. I, you notice a difference. Even when I was in college and when I was renting, you know, 
I try and take care of this house a little better than I did my apartment back then. <laughs> but you know, it is. It weird. didn't take much for me to take care of my house better than the one in college. Really? When you're on your own, you know, when you own something, it's a very Nancy. That's a great word. You take pride in it. It's yours, and and a lot of people, if it weren't for that program, could never own something. And I, I mean, and it's just so gratifying to see that. I, I love. That's what I love the most about this business is seeing people buy houses who never thought they could and just you you can see it it's in their face it's just they're just so proud of what they own and the fact they've been able to do it well and it builds wealth and which is really important because one thing that we are trying to do is help people build generational wealth and that is usually the first step yeah how's your generational wealth it's it's starting to tick up again <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, I, 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 hey, I'm five years into a business and I don't have any debt. So that's good. That's, I'm in a good place. That's good. <laughs> yeah. No. Have you noticed that anything slowed down during COVID? It seems like our business is crazy. Oh, well, the real estate business ha- has really kept going. But yeah, lots of things have slowed down. When I think of when COVID started and when this all became reality, um, and I know this is close to your heart, but I also know this was a big thing for me. When I heard that in the middle of the ACC basketball tournament, they shut it down and said, you know, we're done. How did that make you feel? And what, how, what, tell, you might want, if you feel comfortable, explain why that's a, that's a close thing for you. Well, yeah, my dad had worked with the ACC for 28 years, and he had been the director of the men's tournament for most of that time. And as the buildup to the ACC and we started hearing about, you know, this virus and we were talking with the ACC officials and, you know, they were talking with others of the big five conferences on whether or not they were going to play. And the big five conferences said that they would all do the same thing. They would all play or they all wouldn't play. And going into the conference, we were the first conference to play because we had the longest, the most teams, mm-hmm. the longest mm-hmm. conference. And so it was like, yeah, we're going to play. We're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. And then just to watch those dominoes fall over a matter of hours, it was really um, stunning. But the conference was really impressed with the way that we as a city, our fans really had such mm-hmm. a good attitude and the fans first and still doing, um, you know, what we could do downtown for the fans that were in town. Right. And still try to um, have the fan festival and embrace the people from out of town. Um, you know, they were really impressed, which is why we did get that next year. Um, so we did get another year. Oh, that's great. We got that makeup year. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, the city really showed what we were made of. And I think people here... Yeah, we are the best conference, yeah. too, though. So we well, are the I, best I conference. I have to say that everybody so. else who's out of this conference listens yeah. to this podcast. I'm sorry to tell you okay. all that. And, and we are the best place to have the tournament. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, Because if are. you have it in a larger city like Charlotte or Atlanta, I feel like then that's where they've had it. I know those are two. It seems so York. hectic and... It's just very different, but here... It's you, all about the game. Oh, yeah. It's so... I mean, and, and that, that leads leads to another thing that, um, not this weekend, but next weekend, the Folk Festival. Which and, will be virtual. And Ryan Deal was on our podcast. The last one. Yeah, the last one. And um, he was talking about music in the park and how that's virtual. And I since have enjoyed that so much. 
Tell us about that because I, I've always bartended at the folk festival and I'm going to miss, I've, I've not missed one. And I feel this year, what, what's it going to be like and what can people do to really enjoy it the most? So it will be virtual over three nights and um, the music will be played at iconic places in Greensboro and there'll be archives so you can watch them whenever you want oh, wow. once they've, once they've been played. So it'll be, um, it'll be different, but it will at least keep the folk festival going this year. I'm excited to see the talent, um, because we do get great acts and, yes, we do. you know, we, we are learning to adapt through all of this and, mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Folk Festival, and I read this in a Charlotte paper, so it wasn't like that we just made this up, but I think it was one of the, was the 17th biggest festival in the world. It's amazing. So it I is, love it. it is huge. And, you know, we are a city that embraces the arts mm-hmm. and we are great at festivals. And so when people say, you know, what is there to do in Greensboro, if you're bored, it's because you're not looking around. Right. You and know, there's if tons you're, of stuff to do that doesn't cost money either. There like is. Like the folk festival doesn't cost. Like now, the lady the from Tampa, I hope she's listening. Now, we'll, we'll make sure we post it. <laughs> exactly. On there. I'm yeah, yes. I mean, there are tons of things to do in this city. Yeah. And, if, and a lot of, like you said, a lot of the things don't cost anything. So if you're bored, you're just... You're not out and, and that's been great yeah. during COVID. And, you know, I'm somebody with kids. So being able to go hit these trails, the mountain bike trails, go burn energy places where you can do that during COVID. You can go the out hikes, to the lakes. The lakes. Macy the Gray national park. The lakes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started swimming. She gets in other that's people's awesome. boats. It's interesting. <laughs> so she goes out to the lakes and the trails. And if someone's in a kayak or a small boat, she'll jump in it and just visit with them. How it's nice of her. She's amazing. I think yeah. I'm putting a pool in. That's great. There's lots of really good things in the city you can do. And then, and then the Greenway, too. You were saying earlier that it's mm-hmm. opening up, which is they're all connecting, right? They, they haven't yes. been connected yet. Right. There's lots of Greenways that feed into mountain bike trails, into other trails, and it the A and Y Greenway that, that yeah. it'll connect to, and and the parks are in great shape. I mean, because I, I, you know, we, I get on the trail to, you know, with the gyms being closed, I think it's so nice to be out on the trails. And I'll tell you, the one place that I can't believe, I'm, I mean, I'm scared I would kill myself, but that skateboard park. Have you have you done that? Before? I have two boys. I'm so you've been there. They love that place. Have, I mean, that is the. I sit there and I'll go and just watch mm-hmm. the kids there because it's just so fun, and they're all happy and having a great time. And there's also a BMX park at. Um, uh, Country Park. There's a yeah. BMX park there, so they can go and they call it a pump a pump trail or pump park and it's just like where they can do the jumps and the berms and stuff with their bikes too so they can go and do skateboard they can do the bikes you know it's really made to when we were little you know they were banning you from all that like we're in the city they're like no (laughs) skateboarding anywhere we're not even gonna give you a place because it's Mm -hmm. a horrible thing and now people realizing this is actually great for kids they're outside doing stuff let's give them a place to do it so they don't yeah and keely park and i'm not sure if it's finished yet I, i don't know if the construction got delayed because of the pandemic, we'll have a fully adaptive park. So people in wheelchairs, that there will be a playground, um, fully adaptive. That will be our first park. And then I think Lindley Park will also have an adaptive playground. That's awesome. That is really cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's awesome. To see 
share downtown like this and become a place that will attract other companies and people that will move here and, and bring a little bit to our economy. And, and we're focusing on East Greensboro, which is really needed attention. And um, we are trying to focus growth in those areas and to get employers to go where the employees are. Mm -hmm. And I think we're, we're finally seeing some success. And so I, I do believe that, you know, we are a city, we've got great bones that we were, we were really poised and we still are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this pandemic has affected everybody nationwide. And um, I think that we are, we're going to get through it. We're going to power through it. And we are in, I think we're going to be in good shape. Well, I love seeing you out. You know, now some of our restaurants obviously are open. And I was out on the patio at one of our favorite spots. And of course, one time I saw Dave. And the next time I was there, I ran into Nancy. So in fact, that's when I asked her to be on the podcast. So I love the way you support Greensboro and support local businesses. And just, I, I mean, I'm very honored that you would come on our podcast. I think this has been a a great yeah. visit. How can you tie this conversation in besides the loan with other realtors in different cities? Like how can they use that? You're you're lucky that we have an accessible mayor. Right. Right? So not every city can do that because some cities are huge. Um, some of them are smaller and it's really easy. Like how can you tie this into other realtors and how they can use these Well, assets? I think I think it's I mean the first thing any realtor in any city should do, I think is make sure you're knowledgeable about what makes your city great because we're not just selling homes we're selling the place you live and the lifestyle well and i think if you don't if you don't love your city if you're not passionate about your city it shows this is i love doing this we gotta go but we've been pushing a long time i'm sure you gotta go sell a house but um Nancy, can't thank you enough for thank being you. with us yeah, today. Thank you. Thank you. Fun. This was fun. Come back yeah. on. So yes. Once we get through COVID, come back on and we'll talk a little bit about what, the, what everything's, how it's getting back to normal. How everything's, yeah. I can't wait All for open. Yeah. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com. And so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.